Smith will keep it. He dives for the end zone. He's got a touchdown. Kansas City in one of the greatest comebacks in Chiefs kingdom history. It's time. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Carr out of the shotgun. Looks left. Throws a lob for Michael Crabtree. Caught it. He caught it. He caught it. The Raiders have the lead. 35-34. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Sweet revenge for Michael Crabtree. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. I needed that. Starting to feel like football now. Hey, that was a good start. Hey, that was a good start. We're going to finish for you, all right? The doctor is now in. Back at it here on this Friday inside the Westgate Las Vegas, the world-famous Superbook, T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house, and uh, the quarterback, Jay Schrader, joins us. We talk a little Masters. We'll give you an update on what is happening at Augusta National. Major League Baseball, we'll talk that this hour, and we'll talk a little NFL with the draft approaching Raiders. That number seven pick we will hit all that and a whole lot more. Plus, I know that we'll talk a little food as well as the laughter continues here. Jay Schrader in the house. Good seeing you, my friend. You know if I'm in the house, there's some food involved. So it's, it's good to be back. You Take know? it away, my friend. We, we, Take it we away. Are good to be back. It's good to see you. Good to see you, Marco. <laughs> Very happy to see you. But uh, uh, it's a heck Why of a time. Why are you looking at his wallet when you said that? Well, you know, just... Because I, I, I know the man is very generous, yep. and he's, you know, very kind-hearted. So, you know, looking for a good night. I will say that amongst the three of us, our basketball pool, none of us did any good. So <laughs> none of us should be bragging on anything. So, But then again, looking at all the basketball pools around the country, I don't think anybody yeah. uh, did very well. So yeah. it's okay. Good deal. And, uh, yes, uh, we talked about uh Hour number one, uh, Marco being very generous and, and uh, treating us to dinner tonight, uh, paying off his uh, his food debt. Now we tried to figure out Jay which food debt this is actually paid off because you know he's he's lost four to me and he's lost two to you. So we're trying to say now I think this is probably the Super Bowl bet where we had Kansas City, right? I think this is this is that what we're going for here, yeah. Marco? Well, since, since we're going to the steakhouse, this has to be the Super Bowl, you know. <laughs> Oh, okay. you know, I mean, it's, you know, wow. we, we can't, you know, can't call just an ordinary everyday bet, you know. There it's you not go. a St. Mary's Gonzaga bet. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Even though I sure liked Gonzaga that day. <laughs> so I'm doing, I'm in, in Houston over the weekend, right? And so I have Scott and Marco. You know, doing the show last Friday. Uh, it must be nice to be able to travel around and do all this, right? Yeah. Have guys just jump in I'm and like, do your show I, for I, you. you yeah. <laughs> I text them. I go, what are you doing for the game? Oh, watching it in person? Oh, yeah. excuse me. <laughs> you know, excuse he me. He sends me this text like, hey, we're watching the game tonight. I go, well, I'm... In, in I'm watching in Houston. And then he's telling me all the things he's doing with Dusty, and I'm like, "Yeah, let me feel sorry for you." Yeah. Not, I do. I mean, you asked me, you know, what I was doing. I said, "Watching the game," and you go, "Yeah, where?" I go, "In, in Houston." <laughs> we <laughs> we could have done Monday yeah. show live from Houston. You know, both of us. <laughs> well, we did the show live from Houston. <laughs> but I need I need someone to anchor down the you know oh, the yeah. hatches here. Yeah. Was it that what Numchuck was for? Yeah, <laughs> But last Friday, so him and Scott Sprites are doing the show, and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm back at Houston. And, again, I'm not looking at, you know, trying to, you know, get a food bet here or anything. And they're asking me who I like, you know, UConn or Miami. So I start to, oh, I really like UConn. So I start breaking it down, this and that. And before I get halfway through my analysis, this guy's going, I got two words for you. And Sprites was going, well, what's this all about? And I go, <laughs> you're going to say food bet, aren't you? And he goes, food bet. I go, <laughs> Well, who do you like, Marco? Because, oh, I love Miami. I go, okay, that's it. I, unabated to the quarterback. You yeah. know, I'm just. You, you got to take those shots. You yeah. Know? yeah. Jay, I can't make this stuff up. <laughs> there was two games on Saturday. So you have two side winners and you have two totals. You're not the only show that I do each week. You know, I'm on a lot of national Oh, you shows. lose to oh, those guys too? No. <laughs> I gave, you know, I give out. All four sides. I gave, you know, the sides yeah. I like and the totals. Are. I went three and one on the final four. Ex- you know which one I lost. <laughs> the problem is you lost this one. Right, exactly. <laughs> the food bet. 
He's like he's he's like my wife. It's never you know the what I could do ninety nine things right. right. She'll remind me of that one thing I did wrong. Yep. I'm not reminding you. I mean, just, we have to recap. And, you, know, you know, that's it. You know, and I was very appreciative when I came on. I said, thank you. It's nice to see you. Right. And I, and I thanked you before you came on. And last time I go, I want to thank you in advance yes. for, for dinner tonight. Yeah. You know, there it is. You know, one down, three to go. Yeah. So and I, I'm even will, and I'm even willing to say, hey, since he's really splurging tonight, maybe we'll take off one, one or two of those other bets, right? Yeah. You know, I don't know how you feel about that. Well, if he keeps talking smack. Maybe not. So, you know. <laughs> and, and, and speaking of which, so my story, which I described to you with the Yukon Miami thing, I mean, it's like it's very similar to what I remember the Cleveland Browns thing. I remember you're sitting there and he's on the Cleveland Browns and you're going, What? <laughs> right? I almost slapped him. I'm like, I'm like That was Cincy. Yeah. Cleveland I'm like, and Cincy. I'm like, come on, get get some common sense. And he's throwing out all these numbers about this and that. And I go, whoa, time out. it's Cleveland, right? <laughs> Let's just remember who we are here. It's Cleveland. So There you yeah. go. So I think, so there, so now we uh, have all of the food uh, wagers accounted for and we know uh, which yeah. games. We got I the forgot what connected. the other game was. That was Deshaun Watson's second second game uh, with Cleveland. Yeah. And I but Jay was all over Cincinnati. Oh, yes, yeah. he was. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, well, we'll have some fun tonight. Right? Uh, well, did again, you have a good time in Houston? Yes, absolutely. Okay. It, it, was, it was great. It was great. And uh, so, no, I've, I've been fortunate enough to go, uh, to, you know, go to Final Fours, be credentialed for Final Fours. Last year was in New Orleans. You know, that was really the Blue Bloods. So I was really wanted to compare how this was going to be with not. But for me, it was because it was in Houston as well, too, because yeah. I could get in a couple baseball games. And, you know, I know the area pretty well. So it was fun. It was great. I had some great meals and, uh, you know, got baseball in there. And I got I got the Final Four. So, so, so it was let good. Me, let me ask you this. Since Indoor you, baseball, too, by the way. Yeah. 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 Since, since you've been to these Final Fours, are you going to be on the committee when it comes here? So they... Can ask you some questions. I mean, they might need it, not, right? right. Give, give them some insights on hey, what to do and what not to well, do. We're five years away from that, right? Twenty twenty eight, right? Twenty twenty eight. So, yeah. yeah, that that is going to be uh, fantastic. And you know, the regionals were great uh, as well here yeah. in Vegas. You yeah. know, even though that we saw, you know, two or three of the games were blowouts, courtesy of UConn. Yeah. But the Gonzaga UCLA game was was good. That was a good game. It was a good game. Yep. But uh, there you have it. All right, man. So I know that uh, it's, it's been a little off season for you. You probably just been playing a lot of golf, right? Haven't been playing golf yet. I'm gonna uh, go out this weekend. You know, hopefully my surgeon's not listening because it's only <laughs> been three months. But uh, yeah. I'm gonna go out and hit a few golf balls this weekend and see how it reacts and all that. I'm I got the itch, you know. So yeah. I got to get back out. It's supposed to be warm over the weekend. I'm like mm, warm weather, springtime. Uh-huh. I don't, Sounds like golf to me, yeah. you know. So I, I don't think I, I I shared this with you. I meant to, and if I did, just just stop me. But Jay, I had to light him up a little bit because after his surgery, you know, he's, he's sending me pictures of you know the staples and this and that, and you know how I feel about that. I I do not want to look at that stuff, right? So it's our only, good friend, it's only about ten inches long. Our good that, friend uh, Steve Berline just had surgery going back about a month ago, and he did the same thing. Nice. He sent me this, and, and I was so close to sending you this video. <laughs> like, what is it with you guys that are sending me this stuff? So if you'd like to see it, I'll, I'll yeah, if you did want to see. A, did he, he have he, a knee he, replaced? I know he's had uh, both yeah, hips replaced. Yeah, yeah, he, he, did, he did that. So uh, yeah. let me, uh, I don't know what it is here, but it's, yeah, it's. See, we just want to keep you informed yeah, goes, of what we're doing. So he sends me this text, goes, guess what I'm doing for my birthday? And. And I remember him. He's talked about it on the show like the week uh, ahead of time, and he was getting his 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 knee surgery, and uh, yeah, he sends me the picture. Like I I don't want to see that, right? So I I get done with that, and then Chris Bosio, former pitcher, who's a good friend of mine, right? He comes on the show during baseball season. Um, he had triple bypass surgery, Ooh. heart surgery, uh, a couple weeks ago. And then, you know, I'm checking in with him. How you doing? How you doing? So I get this text with him like three or four days later, and he's showing me the incision <laughs> and the staples <laughs> of this. It's like, 
I don't. What is up with these guys? <laughs> is it the athlete in you? What is it? I was like, well, you, see, see the you've athlete, had so many surgeries in your life. as like, ah, it's no big deal. It's yeah. like sew it up, stitch it up. Let's go. We can get it. <laughs> when, when do we start rehab? Rub and some when, dirt in it and, and go. And let's roll. So here we go. You know, but uh, yeah. So it's uh, but the knee's coming along great. Um, you know, every day is a little better. It's uh, some days are better than others. When I when I make a move or do something and I. Tear some of that scar tissue. That's not fun, but it has to be done. Uh, it's you know one of those necessary evils that you got to do, and then it swells up. And uh, hey, it's okay. Are you looking forward to like uh, dropping back and planting and uh, throwing some uh, football? Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the only reason I would do that is somebody gave me the money they're getting nowadays. Then, then you think about well, it. I didn't you know. mean it in a competitive form. I meant yeah. just you know throw some passes and you, you know, know. I mean, uh, do you pick up a football? Regularly? I do. I, I yeah. throw. Yeah, I, I throw okay. it a little bit, but right. you know, dropbacks, all that are pretty controlled. Uh, anything else? I, I go through the footwork with okay. the guys and stuff right. like that, but. Right. Uh, as far as, you know, really letting one rip, I, okay. I don't do that. Anymore. I'm going to need you in about a month or so. You know, Yeah, what do we got? You're going to be firing some T-shirts for me. Okay. Inside the Michelob Ultra Arena again. I can again. see now yeah. you know I can do that. Yeah, I've seen it. You know. Uh, to the upper deck with this guy. <laughs> you know? So that that was pre-knee surgery. So yeah. Well, we're good. We're good to go. You're okay yep. We're good to, to fire go. some T-shirts? Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Let's give everyone a Masters uh, update. Uh, round two of the Masters uh, suspended. Uh, Brooks Kepka got on the course early today. He was one of the uh, the fortunate ones. Uh, Twelve under after two rounds. Five under today. Uh, of the fourteen holes that are either par threes or par fours, he parred every one of those. Yeah. And then of the four par fives, birdied three of them, eagled the other one. Yeah. I mean, a great round for him. Got in before the weather. Got crazy. Uh, he's sitting at twelve under right now. Uh, John Rahm, who's uh, a favorite for a lot of people. Yep. He's nine under, but he's only played uh, uh, nine holes, uh, two under on uh, today's round. And um, then Bennett is, uh, is is eight under. Amateur. But, how about that? Yes. How about that? American amateur. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts about the Masters? Um, I think with the conditions, when they started out yesterday, I was talking to my buddy in Florida, the, the conditions as benign as it was, no wind, uh, anything else, the guys were firing at the flag sticks, which... You know, have you been to the Masters? I have not. Okay, well, it's up and down, and I mean, there it's it's very hilly. Right. Okay. I heard and the undulations. The undulations are, and, and uh, uh, greens and, are. And they're correct amazing. when they say there's 18 flat lies on the course, and those 18 are on tee boxes. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, because wow. there's not a flat lie uh, anywhere. So these guys were flying at flag flag sticks. They were holding relatively well yesterday. Now, if the rain comes. Tonight, like they say it's going to be, softens up the course. They're just going to go firing at these sticks. These guys can hit it so long. And it's amazing to see the talent. Okay, these guys, they can just come out and hit it and put it where they want to. Uh, it's phenomenal. Um, just watching highlights, you know, I feel bad for what people don't realize, the up and down on that. And, you know, Tiger's at the cut line, plus two right now. He's still got some more holes to play. But it's a tough walk. I mean, if you took Tiger Woods out there and said, hey, let's just walk 18 without swinging the club, it would be tough for the walk. Right. I mean, because there's that much undulation. And then you add in the swings and the pressure of the golf tournament. Uh, so it's good to see him back out there. He is golf. He's the face of golf, no matter what anybody says. Uh, he brings a lot of value. And I'd like to see him make it to the weekend. Because mm -hmm. uh, there's, you know, I'm old school. You, you see a guy like Fred Couples, who's minus one or minus two at this point, you know, with a few holes to play. That's awesome. You know, he's 63, gives us like, all us old guys, hey, we can still compete, right? You know, <laughs> right. And, and all that. But uh, it's been phenomenal to watch these guys. And then you have, you know, the young kid, Bennett, the yeah. amateur. You Sam know, Bennett, you know, eight we, under. Yeah, he's out there. He's got his coach with him. And, and to hear the story of his dad passing last year of cancer and, and all that. So it's just, it's phenomenal. And you realize the talent. There's so much talent in golf. And I'm glad the live players are there. With these guys. I think that's what you want in the major. You want the best players in the world. Yeah. So he, you mentioned Fred Couples, and he has no problem ripping those live players, uh, too. Like, no, <laughs> he's got no problem ripping anybody. Uh, and, and Freddie's great. You know, he's 63, and I was watching early this morning. He came out, and the announcers were shocked. He actually threw five balls in the bunker to warm up. And they were like, 
Fred Couples warming up. What, what, what's going on? You know, because Freddie's one of those guys where he'll stretch and he'll go to the first team yeah, and hit it. Yeah. Grip it and rip it, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, but uh, it, it is the Masters and uh, it's a phenomenal place. And to watch these guys play golf at the highest level is a joy. It's fun. All right, Jay Schrader in the house. Uh, you've been to Augusta. Yeah. We were talking about this the last couple of days. Why are the food options so cheap there? It's amazing that in, in I, I posted a thing yesterday. Yeah. You know, sandwiches three dollars. Yep. You know, uh, you know, drinks a dollar, dollar fifty, that sort of thing. It's amazing what twenty bucks can can get you at the Masters. Get you a full meal. Yeah, and then some. Okay. Why is that? Why is that? Yeah, because the Masters has never bought into hey. The patriots that come in for the tournament, why are we gouging them? Mm-hmm. Why do we have to raise prices? We do we do we know what a pass is to go watch? I the do not know do what they, a pass is. Do they really is? get you on that? I don't and know. Then just the food's cheap. I don't know, but the food's cheap all year round because we see that in Atlanta. Because <laughs> remember when when the Falcons, yeah. uh, you know, their owner built yeah. uh, said, "Hey, we're we're we, we're going to be playing there," and they've got food prices right. and drinks are very very low. Now the tickets are still fairly expensive. Yeah, yeah. but, but it, it's it's good. I don't know to if this see. is just an Atlanta thing. No, it's just good to see. And, you know, you talk to the people that run Augusta and all that, they're like, it's what we do. We keep we keep the cost down. We want people to be able to come in and buy the merchandise, you know, and say they were here because that's how people come, yeah. you know, and that's the mystique and the glory of the place. And, uh, you know, I remember when I was there and the guy I was with took me to breakfast before we went. And I said, well, I haven't seen a menu. And the waiter comes by and he goes, what do you want? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, well, I haven't seen him any. He, what do you want? <laughs> and, you know? It was like, okay. I He's know. like, just order what you want. You so know? it kind of sounds like our dinner tonight. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, so if it, it's phenomenal. But, you know, uh, it, it's a, if you ever get a chance, if you're a golf fan of any sort, if you ever get a chance, you need to be able to get there and see the grounds, see that. When you look out and you see all the hills, there's green. There's no cart pass. There's no none of that stuff that commercializes golf. It's mm-hmm. it's old golf style. Everything's green. Everything's tree lined. It's phenomenally kept up, and it's just it's the mystique. It's fun when you drive in the driveway and you you know you you see the round circle and you're like, oh my gosh, mystique and yeah, the tradition, mystique. and tradition. Yeah. They, everything no you know they yeah no question. What about outside those gates? Uh, you know, um, I'm going to be honest because I flew in, we drove out there at nighttime, and then I stayed inside the grounds because I stayed in the cabins there. Oh. Okay, I spent two nights in the cabins, and then uh, we drove out after we got done. I got to play the big course twice and the par three once, which was a lot of fun. So we, Augusta National, number one, no question. Give me, oh, give, no me question. A, give me a close second. Uh, Pebble Beach. Right. Pebble Beach. There's... There's nothing. That would be my guess. Yeah. yeah. There's well, listen, been there. So listen, there's nothing like standing on, you know, Pebble Beach, hitting it, you know, on 16, trying to hit it to the ocean, you know, and and hoping the wind doesn't blow, and then on 18, standing there, and you got the ocean roaring here, and you see the two trees out in the fairway where you got to hit it either right or left, and if you hit it left, you got 15 yards. Okay. And then it's ocean, and you're like, how much of this do I bite off? Uh, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, there's some, you know, people ask me all the time, why do you play golf? There's some of the most beautiful places on the planet. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. You know, you play all around. You play on the islands. You play down in Mexico. You know, I've been. Have you ever all, played overseas? Have you ever like St. Andrews? Any of those? I have yeah. not. Uh, and is that a bucket list for you? Th- or you? It is a bucket list for me. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, my good buddy that lives in Florida has been there once, and he's like, "We got to do it." You know, we we've got to go over play St. Andrews and, and everything else. So uh, I would like to do that. The times I've been in London to play, it's been to do the Super Bowl and rainy and all. Right. Oh, I'm like, no, yeah. I'm not doing that. I got to find some time when supposedly it's good weather over there. So you're you're a native <laughs> Wisconsinite. Okay? I am. I don't know. Uh, have you been back and have you ever played Whistling Straits? I have not played okay. Whistling Straits. I have. And okay. that that is, 
you talk about St. Andrews, I mean, nothing compares to that, but it's that yeah. style of a Lynx course that, yeah. man, it can be treacherous. And you know uh, what, you know, winds and weather could be off of Lake Michigan. Oh, yeah. You know, but Whistling Straits, it's beautiful out there. Yeah. It really is. But uh, that can be a very tough course to play. Well, I can tell you this. Probably one of the most beautiful holes I ever played was at Cabo San Lucas Country Club. Okay. okay they had a par three. You, you came down the hill and finished up the first one of the holes. And then they had a tee box that was, you know, probably twice the size of our booth here. Right? Mm-hmm. That was the tee box. And there's nothing but white sand between you and the green. Wow. And, and the waves are coming in. And it's it's like that aqua blue yeah and you're like who cares if i hit a shot right <laughs> you <laughs> just chill here for a couple hours just, you know just stay here and it's not like a corona commercial yeah you know and this <laughs> and the same thing you know if if you ever watch the guys play over in hawaii you know at the start of the year they have the par five and you hit it up on top of the hill to start with and then your second shot is all downhill and you're like when you play those places you get out there and you go I just want to stand here yeah. because all you do is you look down the hill and you see this little green with a flagstick and nothing but blue ocean behind it. And you're like, why would I move? Just let me stay here and enjoy this moment, you know? And then you realize, oh, I got to hit it to that little thing, you know? But uh, that's, that's the beauty of playing some of these places. I, not to say that these two courses compare to that, but I kind of had that feeling uh, when I play Edgewood in Tahoe or Tahoe Donner. I don't know if you ever played those courses, but, you know, talk about picturesque and and, and beauty and then the air. It just is just so crisp and clean. Well, you know, the Masters is on and I can tell you this because they have the shot every day. They always watch when you tee off at 18. Mm -hmm. Okay, tee off. You got the tree-lined fairway, right? And out in the distance, you see the trap that everybody aims at. Right. Okay. Well, what they don't realize is it's probably 75 feet down and 75 feet back up to the green on the other side. So you don't see that because all you see out in the distance is this trap. You don't see it go down and come back up and and everything else. Uh, But it's just gorgeous. You know, it's just absolutely gorgeous. So I had uh, one of our our friends who does a lot of PGA Tour. He's a regular on the show for these majors. We had him on, Scott Savilov, last couple days. And Scott says that he has never, ever seen a squirrel or a gopher at Augusta, and you never will. I never saw a hole or anything. No. Yeah, exactly. Is no. It, yeah. No. It, I mean, it's the place is phenomenally kept. Okay. Yeah. Now, granted, the members there never know what their dues are, but mm-hmm. the members there can afford that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, they they get a bill and they pay it. They don't <laughs> they don't ask questions if you know they, something needs to be changed or or anything like that. But it is it is phenomenal. So. It's an experience of a lifetime. I'll never forget. That's for sure. So back to the tournament itself. Uh, tomorrow's weather is not supposed to be good at no. all, and you've got you know probably still half the field that needs to finish up round number two. Yep. It, this thing may carry over to, to Monday or so, huh? Uh, it could, depending on what the weather does tomorrow. If they've got to postpone it now, and you know they're working on It'd the be big good for you because you're off Monday. I'm off Monday. Again. I, I don't mind that. It'd be another day of watching golf, but. Uh, they were. They already had the crews out cutting the trees down. I mean, these were big old pine trees, you know, that they're cutting down and trying to get them off of 17. So that's why we postponed the rest of today. So I would say you probably have probably over a third of the field that still needs to finish nine holes uh, in the morning and then come out. And if it's bad weather and they don't get the sunlight till seven o'clock, you know, it could get pushed because it's supposed to be nasty both tomorrow and Sunday a little bit. So, um, but what it does is it puts a premium on a driving the ball in the fairway and B being able to hit it a long way. If you can hit it a long way and keep it in the fairway, you can still score because on that course, if it rains and the greens are soft, that's, that's what protects that course is those greens. Okay. But if you can fire at the flag stick and hold the green, you're going to shoot a good number. You got a favorite? In this uh, in this field, you know my dark horse coming in. He, he hasn't played well. It was Max Homa. That was my dark dark horse coming in. Uh, but to see Kepka, Rom, uh, Hovland, those guys up there, it's not a surprise. You know, um, coming down, I think it's going to end up being a shootout between Kepka and Rom at this mm-hmm. point because I think both those guys. And I only say that because of their their grit right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Rom's that guy that's like. I don't care who's in front of me. I'm 
I'm coming after yeah, you. Yeah, right. Okay, and I'm going to prove a point. And Kepka's that same way. He, he gets in the majors, and he's he's pretty good. He's got a pretty good record in the majors. All right, Jay Schrader in the house talking a little Masters. Again, place suspended for the rest of today uh, due to weather. And uh, like you said, uh, trees, you trees. know, bl- blowing over, falling down. So they got some maintenance to do, to do there. Uh, Tiger Woods, whether he's going to make the cut or not, don't know it too over par right now. He's, on, he's on the cut line, yeah. and I guarantee you the only thing the Tiger, well, the only reason why Tiger wants to make the cut it's because we can tell Freddie Couples he tied him right. for 23 in a row. I guarantee you, because right. those guys are good friends, and I know they rib each other all the time, and they're on each other. And I know Tiger's like, look, I'm coming to get you, Freddie. You know, <laughs> Two so competitive guys, 20, right? 23 in a row yeah. is, is the record by Freddie, and Tiger's at 22. So I'm mm-hmm. sure he, he wants to get there. All right. Brooks Kepka, the leader uh, right now, he did complete his second round today. 12 under par. All right, we come back. We're going to talk to Jay regarding the Raiders, the uh, NFL draft. We'll talk about the offseason moves, that and a whole lot more. Marco D'Angelo in the house. We'll talk some Major League Baseball as well, too. It is a Friday afternoon. That means we are at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. Now, more of your favorite personal sports physician. Don't make me big. T.C. Martin. Of course, you are a character. Doesn't mean that you have character. The doctor is now in. Inside the Superbook, Major League Baseball on the big screens here today. Masters uh, done for the day, play suspended. So hopefully they will uh, get the end of round number two in tomorrow, round number three, but more bad weather uh, on the way there in Augusta, Georgia tomorrow. High temperatures expected around 52 degrees with wind and rain and the side rain. That's that's always treacherous. As as Kepka played today, and it was 80 degrees. Right. You know. Go and, figure. Go figure. Now yeah. tomorrow it's going to be in the 50s. So. All right. T.C. Martin, Jay Schrader, the quarterback in the house with us here, Super Bowl champion, and then uh, Marco D'Angelo, the king of food wagers. Uh, <laughs> there we go. We love having Marco around. Marco, just see if we, there's any baseball on the board tonight that you feel that really strong about. Just let Jay and I know. <laughs> Aren't I terrible? <laughs> you are terrible. Well, we might as well keep it going. Where, <laughs> there you go. See? You go. Yeah. Hey, let's talk a little NFL football here. So we're a couple weeks away from the NFL draft. We know the Raiders have the number uh, seven pick here. What do you think the Raiders are going to do? There's been talk about potentially trading up, trading down, uh, keeping that pick, which position. As we know, the Raiders need a lot of help in a lot of different areas. So now we start thinking about football, looking ahead to the season. We see that this truly has become Patriots West, not only with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler in the front office and the head coach, but uh, now you have Jimmy Garoppolo and Brian Hoyer is going to be his backup. So more Patriots. Uh, you know, now we see, you know, in the, uh, one of the offseason moves that uh, they uh, signed Jacoby Myers. Signed Jacoby uh, Myers. Uh, uh, yeah, so there you have it. But uh, give us your take on the seventh pick, what should the Raiders do with it? What should they do with what it? Should or what they are they going to do well, with it? Well, you can, you fl- you you can answer both. Okay. Well, what, what should they do is the number one need they have to fill is defensive back. They need to find a corner. The problem is no corner is worth the number one pick that's out there. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. I agree so, with you. So, I, so uh, you can't waste it on there. So what will they do? They'll grab one of the quarterbacks. Because that's that's a franchise, you know, a maker, and, and all that. And then you get you get a corner in the second or third round, and then they'll go try to get an offensive lineman here or there, because uh, those are the areas they really need to fill: defensive backfield, uh, offensive line. So uh, we'll see if they fill those. But that number one pick, if there's a quarterback that they, they like, I bet they get him. And it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if they trade up and get one. See, now, to me... Because other than that, the value at the number one pick just really isn't there. Okay. But at seven, you could really improve your team right now. And I don't know what you think about this quarterback crop, but, you know, I like Bryce Young from Alabama. But after that, I mean, C.J. Stroud, okay, maybe. He's not going to be available. But if you're talking about Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, forget about it. Yeah, no, I agree. I I, I don't know why they would even entertain that. Right. Especially when you can get one of the best linebackers, 
offensive tackles or yeah. uh, um, you know defense, My, uh, or, or an edge if, rusher. That's right. where I would go. If it were me. I'd go get the best offensive lineman I could find. There you go. That would be my pick. That would be my Especially pick. after you just signed Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, okay, but, but here's the thing. The reason, why, the reason why you have to look at both sides is Jimmy Garoppolo's never finished the season, right? When, when has he finished the season? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. you, you got to have somebody to go. So, you know, Hoyer's here now. I thought they should have kept Stenham, you know, yeah. to be that guy. Uh, but you never know what goes on. So... Uh, I'd like to see him go after an offensive lineman, somebody that's going to be there. The thing with the number one pick is you've got to go find somebody that in your mind you're looking at and going, he's here for 12 years. Right. We're going to give him his rookie contract. We're going to give him another contract, and he's going to be here. Uh, you can't be, we're going to take a shot at this guy. <laughs> do you th- say if you're the GM, GM Jay Schrader here, do you go best player available or do you go best player at a certain position? Uh, in the Raiders position, best player at the, their number one need. Mm-hmm. You have to. Right. You have to. You need somebody that has to come in and fill a void that you need now. Mm-hmm. Now. Unless, as I said, unless you're going, that guy's going to be our future at quarterback. That's the only exception to the rule mm-hmm. is, the, is the quarterback thing. But you're right. In my mind, there's two quarterbacks you get. Are they going to be there at seven? No. They're just not. Right. So you've got to fill your number one need. To me, their number one need has got to be offensive line or defensive back. Defensive back's not worth the value at the number seven pick. Right. Go get a big offensive line. Yeah. And you said with the injuries, that's even more reason to shore up that offensive line. Exactly. Because Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt on a team that had a great defense <laughs> and a great running game. Yep. Okay. We don't have all of those pieces. No. He's good. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be dropping back more times as a Raider than oh, he no did as a San Francisco 49er. Mm-hmm. And so you got to protect him. Yeah. There's no question about it. And, and he's not as mobile as, you know, what people would like to think. Yeah. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo is a drop back guy. He's a play action guy. Which you know fits into Josh's system and everything else, but he, he's proven he hasn't lasted an entire year. And uh, you know, I was talking the other day. This is kind of this isn't a forward step. This isn't a downward step. This is a lateral step for less money. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. How do you feel about Garoppolo as a quarterback in this system with his team currently right now? Well. <laughs> You know, as Marco said, he's he's been in the system, so he knows the system. He knows the idiosyncrasies of how to get into a, a better play than what's maybe called. I like that. The thing that I I question about is very simply this: in New England and in San Francisco, the rest of the team was a whole lot better than what he's surrounded with right now. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to jump up and kind of do his thing and really play a whole lot better. And is it in him? We've seen flashes, but can he do it a whole year? And stay healthy. And stay healthy. (laughs) Stay healthy. You know, because, you know, he's been on, you know, the five, six game every year missing, you know, with something. Yeah. So, uh, you know, San Francisco last year, the rest of the team was pretty darn good. You you put in a rookie and, you know, the guy played phenomenal, no question about it, but that was because he only had to do certain things. It's different when you go into a game knowing that you only need to score 20, 21, 23 points to win a game, whereas the way the Raiders are made up with that defense, you're going to have to score 28, 30 points in games. Well, and here's my thing, and I did this the other day, too, is, you know, you had the lead, double-digit lead, five, six times, and you lost four to five of them, right? Mm-hmm. That's not a quarterback problem. No. <laughs> that That's not a quarterback problem, okay? Uh, in, in any of those games, the quarterback didn't go out in the second half and throw five picks or four picks and, you know, throw two pick sixes and all that. That wasn't the case something's got to be done with that defense. They've got to fix the defense. Let's take away the the, the injury aspect of Garoppolo, Garoppolo stays healthy because that's what everyone wants to point to immediately. Well, can the guy stay healthy, this and that, okay? Let's talk about his abilities and mechanics because this guy has one. 
Okay, Grant, he's been with good teams, and he's won. And when I see Garoppolo, I don't see a guy that makes a whole bunch of of bad mistakes or bad decisions in comparison to to Carr or some of these other quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. So when you look at Garoppolo mechanically and then just his – his mindset right. and his intellect, his IQ. What do you see with him? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Marco. I know that's a shock. I'm going to agree <laughs> with Marco right here um, because he's never been in the position where he's got to go out and win a game. Yeah. He's been in the position where just keep us there, make good decisions, defense is going to keep us. And if we score 21, we're probably winning 90% of those games. Mm-hmm. That's not the case here. Yeah. You, you're going to have to go out and put 30, 35. It's going to be 35, 31 games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to go out and you're going to have to do it when, you know, middle of the fourth quarter and the other team has got four guys in, a, you know, in the blocks ready to come out and get you. Right. Because um, there's not going to be any play action. Nobody cares at that point in time. And you're going to drop back 35, 40 times. That, that's going to be a different ball game for him. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, the good news is he is a winner. He knows how to win yeah. games. If he can bring that here, and you know, that'd be awesome. But here again, what's the over-under on their total? Win total? I, yeah, I, I don't know it. I saw the other day it was seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. As far as I know, seven and a half wins in the NFL ain't getting you in the playoffs. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Just not, right? It's going to get you number seven draft pick again. Not in the AFC West. You know, it's not. (laughs) No, it's it's not just us talking, you know, here and there. Obviously, other people that, you know, got a lot of interest in this are going, hmm, seven and a half is not a whole, not a big win total. And you're in a division where it's quarterback, you know, rich. You've got to deal with Mahomes. You've got to deal with Herbert, you know. Right. Well, as I was saying, you know, the other day when I was doing this, you got to play Kansas City twice. You know Kansas City can score on anybody, anytime. Uh, yeah, you'll put some points up on them, but you're going to have to outscore them. So can you outscore them? The other thing is, too, if San Diego stays healthy, they can get after the passer. I mean, they got guys yeah. on that defensive front that can flat go. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to stand there. You know, and, and they make weren't something. healthy offensively and last weren't healthy year. All, last year, the, the Chargers were probably the number one team with injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, and they still gave it a heck of a shot. So if they're healthy, uh, that's going to be a thing. Wild card is Denver. Who knows what's going to go on in Denver? You look at some of their personnel and you go, hey, they're they're pretty good. You know, so it's going to be a heck and of an a And improved coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be. Sean Payton, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a, a heck of a division. And you know Sean Payton. He can he can score forty a game, or he can make it a ten nothing blood drink. Yeah. You know he's he's just that guy. Let's talk about some of the off season moves. Uh, signing Jacoby Myers, yep. okay, that Raider fans will remember and love. This guy's going to get a staying ovation. <laughs> you know when they first Thank introduce him. The, Thank you for the win. <laughs> Thank you for the win. He's a member of the Patriots and the Bonehead play or yeah. whatever. Uh, I get it. You know he is a uh, you know played for. Under Josh McDaniels, Patriot, I get that, but is he worth the money as a wide receiver? The Raiders seem to be pretty okay at the wide receiver position, uh, and, uh, and I don't know if he's a game changer or not. Well, let me let me just ask you this, okay? Of the three guys that played last year, right? They all had three three pretty good. Okay, you've got slot pretty well covered. Yeah, we know, we know that, right? Yep. yep. Uh, they, had, yeah. they had the emergence last year of Mac uh, Collins. Mac Collins, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then you got everybody's favorite, the all t- you know, the yeah. guy that's the Devontae. best in the lakes, yeah. Devontae. So where do you play him? <laughs> where, where's he going to play? He's not playing tight end. Yeah. You know, we he's not big enough to play tight end. Somebody's got to play tight end in Josh's system. So where do you play him? He's like it, a Nelson Aguilar replacement. Yeah, but you know, he, you know that. I mean, yeah. It's, but he, but he's like, not a Renfro. Right. He's not a slot guy. He's an outside guy. Yeah. So does he take Holland's spot? Holland's had a heck of a year yeah. last year. Right. You know. So what you're stockpiling for? Yeah, Holland's a lot cheaper too. Yeah. You know. You know? So. Uh, that was a little puzzling on my part because I thought All the right. receivers actually did a pretty good job. A couple other puzzling uh, keys here, letting Darren Waller go, trading Darren Waller away. People will say, well, Darren Waller hasn't been healthy for you know the last two seasons. He missed eight games this past year. But when Darren Waller did play, 
he was still very, very productive. And, you know, when you look at tight ends, you're going to say Darren Wall is one of the top four or five tight ends in football. Yeah. And basically you, you, you let him get away almost for nothing. Yeah, what almost, are your thoughts about, about Waller leaving? Almost for nothing. But but here, here's the way I look at it. Look at it, Darren Waller, uh, the way he played. Darren Waller's not a true tight end in Josh McDaniel's system because he's, he's not a blocker anymore. Okay, Darren Waller's out there to catch passes. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he could do that. Number two, he was hurt. Injuries were a factor. Number three is salary. So they're like, in Josh McDaniel's eyes, they're looking at this going, can we go get a couple of big tight ends from college that are going to be blocking guys? We've got wide receivers. We can we can split everybody out we want. We need somebody that's going to block and going to play. So that doesn't shock me as much when it comes down to it. You know, this game has changed a lot over the years, no question about it. And these decisions more and more and more are based on financials and financials only. Mm-hmm. And he's making a lot of money for a guy that's going to play eight games. That's a pass-catching tight end. Right. Bottom line. Speaking of uh, dollars and financial decisions, they decided to put the franchise tag on Josh Jacobs. One-year deal, $10 million. Going to have to probably see a wait-and-see with you know Jacobs this year, but at least he will be back. Well, they had no choice. They yeah. they had to have him back. Yeah. So, uh, and the cost-effective way to do that is franchise tag him. Yeah. Okay, because uh, you just saw what happened in Dallas, right? <laughs> okay, so you know you, you you pay somebody a bunch of money and running backs. I'm sorry, the life expectancy so is that, short. You, it's you it almost, is short. Are you almost saying that that they're kind of like a dime a dozen almost as yeah. well too? Because the value really has gone down with the running backs. There's no question about it. Yeah. And you know, the beating and you know nowadays, you know, nothing against Josh. Josh had a phenomenal year and I'm glad he's back no question about it but it does not surprise me that they said hey look we're going to franchise tag you top five we're going to average it out that's what you get okay and they're happy with that for one year because what if he blows a knee halfway you know and all of a sudden you signed him to a five-year contract with you know a hundred million dollars guaranteed You're not doing that for a running back. Right. You're, just, you're just not. That's just the, the nature of the game. So he's got to get what he can get. And uh, I'm glad he's back because he's a heck of a player. On the defense side of the ball, which they need so much help, you let Denzel Perryman walk away in free agency. Mind-boggling. <laughs> Absolute mind-boggler. Okay, That's probably the biggest mind-boggler right there. Yeah, because... Of all these moves. I mean, say about Waller right. and... But, right, but, but Perryman but is, now, yeah. now you've taken away the one guy that has played run defense. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, nobody else on that front has played run defense except Perryman. Hmm. So now you have no run defense at all. Um, Chandler Jones, not sure where he was last year. He he certainly didn't show up, right? Um, so it, it would, that was a mind boggler why you would let Perryman walk for nothing. Right. You know, uh, he certainly played well enough to, you know, hey, look, we'll give you a one-year deal, do it again, and, you know, see what happens. And, uh, right. you know, a lot of times uh, in the NFL, 90% of the players have got to bet on themselves. Right. They really do. It's just the nature of the game and everything else. you got you got to kind of bet on yourselves and say, hey, look, I'll take a one-year deal and make myself do it again. And if I do it again, uh, maybe I'll hit the jackpot. Especially because they freed up money getting rid of Waller. Yeah. So you've got somebody that already performed Formed. at a area that you need help. Definitely need help. Yeah, now yeah. you need. You know, now you're yeah. looking for you know more yeah. pieces. Yeah. To I mean, if I was Perryman, I would have been uh, the first guy in the offseason and go, "Can you get somebody to play next to me so yeah. I have a little more freedom?" <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, instead, they were like, "Oh, thanks for coming." You know, hit the door. So that was a shocker. Yeah. That one shocked me. You talk about the season win total. You know, for the Raiders, it does seem kind of low because, you know, there are still people out there that think, okay, well, this team, you know, was probably better than what their record indicated last year. You mentioned Jay yeah. perfectly, and we all talked about it that they they blew at least you know four games, you know, where they had double digit leads. Mm-hmm. They should have won those games. Uh, are you a little surprised, Marco, that 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 win total isn't higher? I'm not because I'm not sold that this team got better with Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. At best, right now, we're so saying it's it's, it's a, a wash. Lot, yeah, it's a lateral move. Okay, yeah. but 
there, there's too many other holes in this team. And some of the things that Josh McDaniels has done so far, you know, I questioned last year. Now, making all of these moves this year and bringing in the personnel that he's bringing in and, to, you know, keep bringing the New England connection in. He's painting himself into a corner that he's going to have to perform quicker yeah. than he's going to need to. Uh, you know, he's going to have a short leash. In, I'm not sold on it. So yeah. I do wasn't we, sold the first time around the league we, when he was a head coach. Do we know which NFC division they play? I don't even remember. Do we know what? Uh, not not my head. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't know because you know that factors in too. You know which division you're playing. And oh wait, know, they do. It? They play the Central. The Central. Yeah. Okay. NFC Central. Okay. So you get, which you get Packers. Improved, which you get Vikings, Packers, Packers, Minnesota, Packers Lions, Detroit playing yeah. a lot Detroit's better. Coming. Yeah, Detroit's playing a lot better. So, mm. yeah. So, you know, that factors into it, too, because you look at the whole season and, you know, everybody, has, even players do it. Yeah. The schedule comes out and the division comes out. And you're like, mm, yeah, that's a win. That's a win. Mm. This, You know, yeah. everybody looks at it and goes, whew, glad to have them at this point in time, you know. Not playing in Buffalo the end of January is always a good thing when you look at your schedule. <laughs> the Raiders right now, on paper, you know, I know Denver was bad last year, but I'm expecting improvement from yeah. Denver with Sean Payton. They're not going the other direction. Yeah, The Raiders could be the worst team in the division to start the season. I, I like Sean Payton and for two reasons. One, he's already proven what he can do. And number two, he came in and he said, your personal quarterback coach needs to stay outside. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> stay outside. You're running our system. Right. Okay. You're not telling us what you're going to do. And, you know, that's what Sean needs to do. He needs to go in, take that team and go, here's what we're doing. Hmm. Plain and simple. And, uh, you know. Look, he's got a good defense. There. He's got a good defense. Broncos are going to be better. They're going to be no better. no question. I think yeah. you bring a good point. You could, if, if we're looking at the season, you know, right now, Raiders are probably last in that AFC yeah. West. Yeah. You can make that. Yeah. You can make that. They're not, yeah. Them and Ben and Denver are, you know, mm -hmm. not too far apart, I don't think. And if you're rebuilding a program, I'd rather have Sean Payton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. And Denver's not a team that is down for long normally. No. Okay. We, we've seen them go through uh, some ruts, but they usually bounce right back. And they're not yeah. afraid to spend but money. They're not, they have a commitment. It, they have a good plan in place. One of the things, you know, let's, let's put this all in perspective. You know, we all like Sean Payton and a lot of things that, you know, one of the things that slid by the other day is a lot of people don't realize John Elway's contract wasn't renewed. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, he was just a consultant the last few years. Right. 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 But what that means is Sean Payton's not under his. His watch. His watch is yeah. hovering. Yeah. Okay. There's that, that mystique that John's going to come out of the booth and play again. That, and That's a great know, point. The, yeah. the guy's 63 years old. He's not doing it, <laughs> <Yeah>. folks. <laughs> he's not doing it. You know, he's got knees like mine. He's not doing it. Um, but that is a relief for Sean to be able to go, okay, I'm going to take this team and go. And so I, I think they'll be better. That's why whenever there was rumors, oh, Sean Payton's going to land in Dallas. There's no way that he would ever land in Dallas with Jerry Jones. No. Nope. Okay. He was because there. He was there. He was, He knew what Jerry was when he was yes. the offensive coordinator. Yeah. He's uh, like, why would I go back to that? Yeah. <laughs> Jerry calling me and going, hey, we're going to draft this guy. Oh, no, we're not. We're going to, you know, fill a void. So let's see what happens. So Let Mike McCarthy be the puppet. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, now we're getting close to the draft, so I got to ask you, what do the Jets do? They supposedly have a quarterback, but there's no deal in place. You know, I know we talked a month yeah. ago or so when I was here. Yeah. If I was Mark Murphy, I'm sitting. I'm there's no you, need. You I mean, sit. There's the, absolutely no. The reason. Packers hold all the cards. Yeah, there's I mean, absolutely you know, no reason simple. for the Packers to have to do anything. If the Jets firmly believe that Rodgers is going to be their guy, or they've got uh, something else in their back pocket, we know that this, they're saying they're not interested in Lamar Jackson. Then uh, again, that you, you, you don't you don't look at a quarterback at the top. You you know you need some other help as well too. Now their defense is pretty good. You know, you talk about a team that needs some help a little on oh, the O line, and they could use another maybe a game breaker, yep. uh, you know, a wide receiver or something like that. But 
Yeah, that's almost a team where you kind of like, okay, we'll take the best available guy, period. Yeah, because you, know? you have enough holes you can fit him in. Yes. You know, right. there. But the Jets are in a corner. They are. They have backed themselves into a corner. Yes, they have. Okay, because, yeah. you know, all of a sudden now, you know, a couple weeks from now, draft comes around and Aaron Rodgers isn't <laughs> any closer to being a Jet. Yeah. That That's scary. It's scary. You know what? I am so tired of this Aaron Rodgers oh, saga. So it's it's been how many months? It's just like let's get this over with, right. and uh, you know, for both teams because yeah. both teams need to know what well, direction they're going in. Y- yes and no. See, the Packers already know. Packers yeah. have already said we're moving on. Okay, now what does that mean? Are they holding Aaron Rodgers till week three? You know, yeah. are they going to bury him and? You know, until week three, and then let just let him go. Um, maybe, mm. maybe if they, you know, get bad taste in their mouth, why not, right? <laughs> you know, what do they have to lose? They're already moving on. They've already told the people in Green Bay, we're moving on from Aaron. But Rock. here's the thing: the, the Jets don't pick till 13th anyway. Right. So they, again, they're not going to get one of the top tier quarterbacks anyway. So they really can take the luxury and play this game, I guess, and, and wait, wait, wait. And at 13, they're going to take the best available guy that uh, can help them. They're, they're not going to take a quarterback because what are you going to take? Anthony Richardson? He's yeah. going to be your saver. You've tried this with how many guys with the Jets? Well, and here's the thing, you know. Come on. As, as I said before, there's two quarterbacks that I would take, okay? And, we, you know, we all know which two those are and everything else. The other guys have shown you, are they athletic? Yes. But let's look what they do in the game mm-hmm. because they're going to be playing a game for you. Now, if I was coming out now, you know, and I went to the combine and I dropped back and threw it 85 yards, I'm going to get a lot of people <laughs> are going to go, wow, he can really throw. Right. You know, and I'd be like, heck yeah, I'm just skyrocketing. That's the up Will there. Levitt situation. Wow, right. this guy can throw the ball 70, yeah. 80 yards. Great. So yeah. that's great, but yeah. what did he do in a game? Right. So. All right, we'll continue to monitor the draft coming up here in two weeks. All right, Jay Schrader in the house. We appreciate you, man. Hey, I appreciate you calling me. It's yep. been fun. And we're, and, and we're definitely going to you know call you during baseball season as well, too, because I know do. how much uh, you love that. All yep. right. And Marco D'Angelo, of course, our bookend guy on Monday and Friday, and, of course, our mule guy as well, too. <laughs> I had to go with that. I had to go. Yeah. I was going to say, hey, thanks for joining us for the hour, Jay. I'm sure you worked up an appetite. <laughs> you know. I haven't eaten since yesterday at yeah, lunch, so it. I'm good. That's it. <laughs> All right. I want to thank John Murray for joining us, the executive director here at the Superbook. Uh, we'll be back at it again on Monday. We'll have a Masters uh, recap for you. Who knows? We might have live coverage really going on uh, if uh, the weather continues to be bad there in Augusta, Georgia as well. We'll talk some Major League Baseball. We'll talk more football and a whole lot more. And if you miss any part of this show, go to the website at tcmartinshow.com. Check out the past episodes. Check out the interviews, the classics, the currents, all there. As well, to our interview from Mattress Mac from when we were back in Houston. That's up on the homepage. And the lovely Bev. All right. Shout out to Bev. Cocktail server of the year, 18 years and running. Nice. <laughs> Legendary. That's all I got to say. Our good friends, Jay Cornergate, everyone at the Westgate, get out here. Enjoy the sights and sounds of the Superbook. The entertainment and, of course, the food. The food. <laughs> All right. For Jay Schrader and Marco D'Angelo, TC Martin saying so long. Have yourself a good one. We're back at it Monday at 2.